All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal here, as always, with Matthew Hawkins uh, the week after UFC 258 and the Valentine's Day and all that other good stuff. Uh, we uh, still have the same welterweight champion that we had last week in Kamaru Usman. Um, other than that, I mean, uh, the card kind of shrank a little bit between the Friday we recorded and and uh, you know what we got on Saturday night. So uh, I know we were a little bit critical of it. But uh, before we move on, make sure you check out AllAccessMMA.com for all your MMA news www.allaccessmma.com all right matt so uh what'd you think i was entertained um yeah if i'm grading it on a pay-per-view level i'm giving it like a high six you know Mm. i mean just because of the some of the name value but um you know we uh we didn't break down the whole card we kind of just went through it last week but um we had we had mentioned light last minute that Bobby Green versus Jim Miller was pulled. Uh, turns out Bobby Green had some issues with his kidneys, I guess, which obviously is uh, not good news um, for somebody whose career requires weight cutting. Uh, I'm not obviously not a doctor, but uh, yeah, I think when kidney problems start arising, that's usually a sign that uh, something's not right. <laughs> yeah, it was weird obviously. because. The UFC uh, updated first. They mentioned like a kidney failure, then they just said medically un- deemed medically unfit to compete on the website. I uh, when I was doing my seven takeaways for MMA news, that's what they said. But I mean, it was. I mean, the one thing we do know is that he collapsed after weigh-ins. So I mean, I guess in this day of uh, you know new normal or whatever you want to call it, it's better. It definitely, when it comes to fighting, where they're going to hurt each other anyway. Better to be safe than sorry. And then the the Jillian Robinson Miranda Maverick fight got pulled um, the day of the event uh, because of uh, it said Robinson had non COVID related COVID related issues. I thought it said it was, but yeah, I, I saw non COVID. I, I, I'm assuming that also had to do with rehydrating and, and something to do with her weight cut, mm. um, where it just threw her system off. So, I mean, we could get into it forever. One of these days, we'll get one of uh, we'll get Doc Lucas back on the show and yeah, and talk about kind of the lack of change that we've seen really over the last couple of years since we started doing this podcast and kind of talked about that, you know? You yeah. Know. I mean, it's, it's not unheard of for us to lose fights, like whether there's a pandemic going on or not. I mean, you know, firsthand, what was it? UFC 213 when you went into, uh, to see, uh, um, Nunez fight. Somebody? Yeah. That was Nunez Shevchenko. Yeah. Um, supposed to be their rematch. Yeah. That dropped out. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just something UFC that, 208 <laughs> changed like three times in dude, one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, we could, you know, we go through a lot. The, yeah. the weight cutting thing. I, I don't feel like I've been uh, a victim as far as buying a ticket to too many weight cutting issues. Um, well, it could be, but I missed out on Khabib Ferguson uh, at UFC 209 and then, uh, and then 213. So yeah, there was a little run there um, where it wasn't great, but you know, we'll see what happens. I, they're going to have to figure something out. Um, we say this every time and they don't, but uh, sadly something very tragic is going to happen it, eventually. And, and then I'll force them to move their hand. Yeah. Like, like, um, I mean, it seems like they're more prepared for it at fight Island than when they're home, which, which is weird because the whole reason fight Island exists is because of like the, the, how hard it is to get stuff together with everything going on. 
But um, you know, like when they were gonna have Khabib and Gaethje, they had Chandler in as a backup. I mean, I guess you can't have a backup fighter for every single fight, but you know, again, it's uh, it, you would think they would. I don't know. There's no real yeah. way around it. Yeah. There, I mean, you know, we we're lucky when they claim to have a backup fighter for a main event, but you can't, like you said, there's no way with 10, 12, 15 fights on a, on a weekly card, you could ever pull it off. Um, not, not with the schedule they're keeping now. I mean, if we, if it was one event a month, then you probably could, you could Mm -hmm. work having some guys ready. But, um, I mean, you know, the problem is when it's the lower ranked guys, who's going to step in, you know, like Jim Miller doesn't gain a whole lot by taking a last minute opponent. You know, he's a veteran of the game. He's earned his spot. You know, some kid taking that, you know, thing off the contender series to fight Jim Miller and, and doesn't really do a whole lot for Jim Miller. It's kind of a kind of lose lose at that point. I mean, you don't really especially when yeah. you know, it likely would have been dropped on the prelims anyway. But anyways, for the fights that happened, um you know, the the, the ones that jumped out, Pollyanna Viana, uh picked up a nice arm bar, went over Mallory Martin. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Martin. Um and she usually brings the fight, but yeah, uh, that was uh, yeah, that was um, I mean, she she still brought the fight. She just uh, I don't know if she um, because there was a, a lot of things she could have done, you know, to to escape that. She was doing a lot of things, but uh, it just seemed like uh, I mean, I was, that's funny. You're you're that's the first one you mentioned because that was the one that had me yelling at my TV the most because um, the way she uh, I mean. It's easier to to sit at home and, and analyze it than be there taking the shots and stuff like that. So I'm not knocking Mallory Martin for take picking up that loss, but um, her her uh, her arms like the way she had her hands when she was in there, she a simple adjustment of uh, keeping the inside arm inside would have uh, kind of helped prevent the armbar because it looked like she was doing an uh, there is a last ditch triangle escape and it looked like she was trying to do it. But the thing is, if your hands are reversed and the inside arm can still get pulled out, then you have to worry about the arm bar. So, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, in, in the moment when you're getting punched in the face, I mean, there's definitely a difference when you're when you're grappling without, you know, a full fight going on versus MMA rules. So um, I actually, you know, I had her. I think when we did the pick, I had her pick to win. I was uh, I was cheering for her, but I mean, I, I was definitely impressed with the submission. Yeah, I, and from a, a novice point of view, like it, it almost looked like a double arm bar. Kind of, she kind of hit it because I didn't see it initially. Um, I didn't see her arm caught. It was kind of, but it was so tight and compact. It just, it, you know, it looked like she kind of hit it well, and then all of a sudden, it was like, okay. It, it, it's just there but yeah it's it, hard to it's hard to explain because she was trying to do like usually when someone has you in an arm bar and the last ditch effort escape that it looked like she was trying to do you have to put their you know your their thighs are up around like if your arm is like here and this is this is where the choke is happening so if you flatten the thigh against the ground and then you you palm to palm but this the the hand that's inside has to be uh has to have a hand over it and then you kind of like uh, put them on their side and sprawl out and do the kind of like this while you're sprawling. Mm-hmm. You can drive forward and, and you drive into them. They'll likely take your back, but you're not getting triangled anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it looked like she kept, so I saw two points in the fight from what I'm remembering. Anyway, she kept flipping her to that side. I had it recorded on my DVR and I, I watched it again on Sunday and um, she kept trying to put her thigh on the ground 
Like I think I I counted two times if I'm remembering right. But like I said, that that uh the distraction on top of getting hit because she was getting hit was that she had her hands reversed, which made it easy, especially with the gloves. It's easy to get control of a limb because you you know you have this long limb and then there's a ball at the end because of the four ounce glove. So it's easy for them to kind of slide to the end and pull it and yank it a little more. So that's uh that was what I noticed about it because she's definitely I mean I mean you could tell she didn't want to tap and and if you watch any girls MMA fight they're definitely a little more uh they definitely tap a little later than dudes yeah do. The, flex, <laughs> the flexibility on their on their smaller yeah. limbs is definitely uh, pretty hardcore they're just tougher than us <laughs> <laughs> an interesting note for uh, Pollyanna Viana is that's her second win in a row by armbar which is kind of rare in in 2021 and it's her third fight in a row where an armbar was involved three fights ago she lost by an armbar so mm. uh you know so everything she's done since you know august of 2019 is involved in armbar which you know if she learned from the loss the armbar was able to turn that around and uh using her last couple fights it's you know, that's, it's good for development. You know, like I think boss root was the one who said, you know, you just, it's not a, it's not bad to get caught. It's just not good to get caught in the same thing over and over and over again. So um, big win for her, you know, uh, two wins in a row. And, you know, uh, Martin is obviously, uh, it doesn't have the greatest record in the world, but she's a tough girl. That'll, that'll end up, you know, beating some people here in the near future. Oh, yeah, no, she's definitely got star power behind her. I mean, I know we're, we're going to move up to the main event stuff eventually, but, um, you know, it's uh, she, she's got that same attitude that Macy Barber, who, who we're going to get to later, you know, like there, there's something about them, what they bring. They have a fan base that follows them. So, you know, the, the losses are lessons, and they're, they, they're definitely both uh, going to learn from the ones they picked up at 258. But uh, just, I mean, that's there's only three submissions uh, the whole night, and that was one of them. And the other big one was the one that if you bet on Anthony Hernandez versus Adolfo Vieira, I mean, that that was another fight that had me yelling at the TV um, just because uh, uh, I was almost like – I know he, he picked up his sub-submission win over the submission, the guy that was supposed to submit him, uh, Anthony Hernandez, but I was just like uh, – like, you know, I was kind of like, you know, you're doing so well. Why not just go for the knockout? But I guess he wanted that feather in his cap or something. Yeah. I mean, when you're fighting a, uh, what did they say? He was like seven time world champion, uh, Hidalfo Vieira. Um, it's one of those things where, I mean, it was completely unexpected. I think the odds makers had it anywhere from like 23 to one to 30 to one yeah. uh, on Anthony Hernandez winning by, uh, by armbar or by, by submission. It had no, and he ended up winning by a arm and guillotine choke. Um, yeah, it was funny. I was talking to, you know, I mentioned doc Lewis earlier. He actually texted me that day. And, uh, when that fight was going on he was like, Holy crap, Anthony Hernandez is, you know, threatening with that, you know, with the submissions. And I go, Oh, he keeps doing it. And Mm -hmm. as we were texting back and forth, he, he got the tap and, uh, you know, a big win for Anthony Hernandez, you know, his attitude afterwards was kind of, I don't know. Uh, I guess he's a fight. You're a fighter. It's the mood, but I felt like he kind of was downplaying what he had done. And, uh, you know, and I don't think that necessarily gains you anything. You, if somebody wants to tell, give you accolades for tapping out one of the better submission people on the planet, I, I don't see any reason to go, well, it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. I think with something like that was his words, you know? So, you know, that doesn't, you know, I, I would rather yeah. go, holy shit, you know, dude's 
accoladed out the ass and you know i, I was able to uh, yeah, I was able I mean, to do it. and that's the difference between mma and jujitsu you know yeah. you start beating somebody up and you know you go from a black belt to a blue belt pretty quick when when you're tasting yeah blood. yeah that fight was a perfect example of that and that's actually why i picked uh on my sure dog picks i picked him to win if i'm not mistaken i'd have to look back at the when they posted it but um i picked him to win because of that, because I mean, we we've seen it time and time again, where these really good jujitsu guys, they, you know, they they tap everybody for a while as they climb up the ranks in their MMA career, and then when they get to somebody that that's, uh, you know, like 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 uh, Hernandez said, he weathered the storm in that uh, in the beginning of that fight, which then he got to he got taken down pretty easily, got his back taken, and and you know he defended the submission, but once he got back and, and he landed the blows that were disturbing enough to Vieira, you know, we saw that we saw him saying that he looked like he was tired. I mean, I think he was just, you know, kind of out on his feet and then the confusion of how do I deal with the pain of, of, you know, the shots that I'm taking. Um, again, I was just frustrated that like, like you said, even doc, shout out to doc Lucas talking to you about it, you know, noticing the, the, he kept going for the anacondas and the chokes. And I was just like, even his corner, you could hear his corner yell, reset, reset. And it's like, it's like he could have gotten it wrong. A pretty good knockout finish, but it was still uh and that's actually one of my favorite submissions from Turtle, the one he got the head and arm guillotine. So um thousand dollar bonus yeah. too. If he gets a TKO win, that, that the chances of that bonus are is is cut drastically. Um yeah. you know, the way the, the, the flash and the way he's able to get it is big for him and uh and he moves to eight and two and uh obviously major you know, feather in his cap. Um, Bilal Muhammad picked up the win over Diego Lima. I think we kind of both saw this fight going this way. Lima obviously brings it every fight, but uh, they talk about levels to this, and Bilal Muhammad is, is I think, underrated. Um, I said it last week, and I, I think he just kind of proves it. Mm-hmm. Fighting these, you know, I, I'm not saying he goes out there and he, he wipes the floor with, with the top, you know, five of the division, but uh, I, I think he, you know, wins – 30 fights in a row if he's just fighting guys ranked, you know, 20 to 30. Uh, I think he's just better than all those guys, and he pretty much proved it. So big win for Muhammad. He moves to 18 and three. I mean, at some point, he's going to get another big fight and, and, and a chance to, to prove, you know, a top mm-hmm. 10 ranking. Uh, one of the another one of the good fights of the night, uh, one we disagreed on the pick. Uh, full, it ended my way uh, late. Uh, with about 50 seconds left, 45 seconds left. But uh, Julian Marquez uh, picks up a, a win over Maki Patolo, a fight he was losing, uh, you know, losing eh, a close fight, competitive fight, but a fight that he was losing up until uh, until he got the tap with the Anaconda choke uh, with, with 45 seconds left. And then, of course, he, he made the rounds uh, through social media and, and the world by, you know, his call out of uh, – Miley Cyrus for and then, and then messed it up on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. I just saw something posted where he might be working with her as like in, a, in some kind of charity uh, way. So I don't know, you know about that, but I saw. I mean, listen, not for nothing. If the girl, if if you put if you put it out there and she she bites and and then she, she all she says is do X Y and Z and you don't do it, then you 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 messed up. <laughs> yeah, it, he, it, I don't know if he's. Working with I didn't her. even I know, know she was single because I thought she was married to uh, Hemsworth. But then, I, of course, I you know I had to look it up because I th- I happen to think Miley Cyrus is uh, not too hard on the eyes either. But uh, I mean, not that I'm calling her out or anything because I wouldn't. But 
I mean, he's in a position. And uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen. I, oh, they're supposed to be doing something with Barstool Sports for the Barstool. Yeah, Sports. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks like oh. something good's coming out of it. You know yeah. where they? So, it, like I said, it's Barstool Sports. I think he's something about shaving the hair on his chest. You know, I think he's working it into a way. So, uh, you know, all, you could have done it that night, and then had you, you know, you guys, dude. Been, uh, yeah, uh, you know. We're both single at 42. I'm not going <laughs> to go after the dude too hard. But, uh, but you know, uh, yeah. I, I just if, if something works out and he was able to bring a name like Miley Cyrus into the world with Barstool Sports and, and they're able to raise money for people and, and whatever yeah. charity or, or businesses, whatever. If good comes from it, then, then all power to him. I don't think anybody's really says much bad about Marquez. Uh, I met the dude. He was super friendly and, and in my 32nd, you know, passed by with him. Uh, uh, a couple years back, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, big win for him uh, for, you know, after, after the long layoff and, you know, an anaconda choke, you know, we talking about these submissions on the prelims and uh, a choke. You don't really see very often anymore. I mean, you've never really seen a whole lot, but uh, it just, that's why these submissions are so cool. I, I talked about this weeks ago, you know, with the triangles and stuff, when you start seeing this, it's just, it reminds you that it's mixed martial arts. It's not just wrestling mm. and, and punch somebody in the face. And uh, that's why I like when, when you start seeing the submissions, especially the rarer ones happen, I think it's kind of cool. So big win for Julian Marquez. Uh, Ricky Simone picks up a unanimous decision over Brian Kelleher. Uh, pretty much domination start to finish. Uh, Simone looks like that he's rebounded from his Faber loss of, you know, what a year and a half, two years ago, almost now. And, uh, seems to be establishing himself like Muhammad moves his record to 18 and three. And, uh, you know, seems to be improving every single fight, which is obviously, uh, a, a, an important factor when you're, when you're talking about somebody who's, you know, only 28 years old and, and working their way up the ranks, uh, you know, the constant improvement it puts him on a three fight winning streak over a couple of good names. So uh be interesting to see where he goes from here. I imagine he'll be looking at a top 15 fight uh, in his next bout. Oh yeah. He's uh he's definitely one for that's uh gonna, you know, it's going to go, you, you know, you're going to see the main eventing, you know, soon. I mean, he's already, you know, he was already on the, uh, the main card. So that's uh that's a good sign for him. And then to pick up the win, that just means the next fight's, you know, the next fight's going to be uh, something good for him. So that kicked off the main card of the pay-per-view, uh, which was a late replacement. Uh, I'm sorry, the Marquez fight pick kicked off the pay-per-view. The Simon uh, fight, Simone fight was the second fight of the card. Um, the bigger names then start coming into to play here. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum, uh, I believe we both were kind of on the same side of this one as well. Uh, picked up a unanimous decision in, in a close fight with Ian Heinish. 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 Must win for Gastelum. Like I said, he had three fight losing streak coming in for four losses in a row. No matter what promotion you're fighting for is uh, not great on your resume. So big win. Uh, you know, not the best performance in the world, but, you know, he picked up the win. And it, like I said, it was must win for him. Yeah. I also, uh, I mean, he, he mentioned it, uh, uh, you know, like he said, he, he felt like he was fighting for his job. And, um, I mean, it, it, what the cool thing about it is, listen, I mean, I personally, uh, maybe it wasn't, you know, the greatest, you know, to, to fight to watch or whatever, whatever opinion folks might have about it. But I mean, I, I think it was just a, a sign of him getting back to where he was because personally, I feel like the, 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 he took so much damage in that Adesanya fight 
I mean, to, to get back to, to where you were, you know, when you had the, the, what was they fighting for the interim middleweight at the time? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I just think it took it. He needed a, I mean, he probably needed more time in between fights or whatever, but it looks like he's got that now. And I like that he offered to be, we were just talking about how they need to have backups. I like that he offered himself to be a backup for uh, Paulo Costa and um, uh, Robert Whitaker for April. You know, I mean, granted, he he took some damage in the fight. I don't know how hard that knee was. I think that was maybe more thigh than knee because he was going in for the shot. But, uh, you know, he took some damage in the fight, obviously, because it went the distance and stuff. But, you know, still, I mean, he's uh, one thing they pointed out on the broadcast that I, that I feel like we forgot when we were talking about him last week was, He's only 29, so I mean, you know, he's 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 entering his prime now. So the, we, I think we, there's still a lot of good stuff coming to see from Gastelum in the future. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, like I said, I, I thought he was world class, even with those losses. Started really young, came out of the Ultimate Fighter, kind of as a green, you know, not super experienced. Uh, had his weight cutting issues early on. Uh, it seems like even though slightly undersized 185 is the, is the weight class for him. Uh, he's able to obviously be clearly competitive in there, uh, you know, with his, with the issues against, you know, some bigger, bigger dudes, but um, yeah, big win. Uh, and uh, I look forward to his next fight. I imagine, uh, I don't think the UFC will mess around with him. I don't, I think he'll get another top level fight just named oh, yeah. based off, based off his name value and considering his losses were at all the, to yeah. the top, top, you know, level. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe not in April, like maybe like June, July, but um, you know, I, I, as long as they 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 space him apart, I think I think we can see uh, Kelvin Gaslam get right back to uh, where he was. Yeah, and and like we've said in the past, with with COVID matchmaking, uh, if he stays if he stays in shape and stays near weight, you know, things can things can pop at any point. Um, you know, I don't know. Do we have we heard of any kind of backup for uh, Adesanya? Well, he wouldn't step in for that one. I think we did hear a backup though. Uh, was they say Glover Teixeira? So uh, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. That'll be obviously not a middleweight, but light heavyweight. The co-main event of the night. Uh, you got this one. I got this one wrong. Um, Alexa Grasso continues to improve, and uh, you know, starting to reach the. Uh, the level that I think a lot of us thought she was going to eventually get to. Uh, she was thrown off, kind of thrown to the wolves early on in her UFC career when she came from over from Invicta. But uh, as far as, you know, another younger fighter, 27 years old, uh, her, her improvement, like I said, with Ricky Simone seems to just be getting better and better every fight, uh, her wrestling, her grappling, which was always kind of a weakness uh, seems to now be, you know, not a, uh, in nothing holding her back. She's, yeah. uh, I, and, you know, I, I, I didn't see her winning this fight. I thought Barbara would be able to do more. Uh, we'll see where she comes back now that this is two losses in a row. And uh, she kind of gets a buy because she was coming off of that knee surgery, at least in yeah. my mind. Uh, she gets, you know, a fight that, you know, she gets another fight to kind of prove if she deserves to be a, a top contender. But when you look at Alexis, Gra- Alexa Grasso, I mean, uh, she has a win over Carolina Kolakiewicz. Uh, she suffered a tough decision loss, uh, majority split decision to Carla Esparza. And now she's got two wins in a row. So, I mean, three out of four, 
tough, good wins in, in, in three of those. And, and the one loss being a controversial decision, uh, you know, and if you want to go back farther, a loss to Tatiana Suarez, who who's been out with injuries, but is kind of a wrestling savant, uh, at least in, in the women's division from what we saw her on the ultimate fighter in her early UFC fights. You know, I, I see nothing on, on uh, Grosso's past now looking at it um, after these last couple of wins to think that there's anything reason to hold her back at this point. Uh, I, I think she's ready for obviously top level competition. And uh, if she continues to improve, I think we, you know, we very well might be looking at a world champion yeah. uh, in the future. Yeah. She's um, you know, she doesn't do what, what uh, I feel like the UFC looks for to push fighters. So she has to just pick up W's to push herself, um, you know, cause she's not a big trash talker. She's pretty humble and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when beating someone that, that was doing that, is a is a good way for her to definitely get some eyes on her, um, even though I mean Dana White kind of, kind of, I don't want to say he he brushed off the win at the post fight press conference, but he he talked more about Macy Barber still than Alexa Grasso who won. Um, the thing about Macy Barber though is is she still, you know, I, I, she's going to win her next fight. Like like uh, I, I said it last week when we were looking at the at the card, I I, I knew she was going to lose a decision to the, on this one. And we saw a lot of her, um, you know, like I said, she needed to do a full cycle fight camp, you know, weigh in, fight week, fight night. Like she needed to go through that again after being off for so long. And I think we saw a lot of signs of that when the fight was happening, you know, with the uh, throwing attacks from social distance feet away. You know what I mean? She threw a spinning back kick at one point that where it was nowhere near her throwing punching combinations that that. I mean, you couldn't even say that call them faints if you wanted to because of how far away she was. Yeah. And then, and like you said with Grasso, I mean, she showed improvement with her with her grappling and stuff. We didn't see the Macy Barber that we know that 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 talked to you know that was on the win streak until she lost until the final round, which is what, what makes me say she's going to win her next fight. I mean, she still she survived a lot, you know, through throughout the fight. So uh, I think she, I know she did an interview today with uh, Cole Shelton. Over at BJPen.com, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but um, you know, I would imagine. I mean, how often do people chase the loser of a fight to interview them about their loss? So that just goes to show you she's probably going to be on a a main card, either maybe a fight night, not maybe not a pay per view, but uh, I'm pretty sure she wins her next fight. But like you said, it's time to start paying attention to Alexa Grasso too, because um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not good at the marketing part with the trash talk and the you know, showing your booty on Instagram or whatever you got to do, then the, you got to start paying attention to the, the W's will all eventually outweigh all that other stuff. Yeah. And I think that uh, when I, she, she got injured in a fight that I was supposed to cover for Invicta in Vegas about, I don't know, years, handful of years ago now. Um, and at that time she spoke like at best broken English. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see her doing interviews now, in English, I think that that's going to go a huge part in the UFC pushing her. Um, yeah. We you know, we can argue, you know, unless you're Anderson Silva or, or Fedor Emelianenko, you, you really almost got to speak English. Uh, and whether that's right or wrong is not for me to say. It's just the way that, you know. I mean, it helps. The, way the American, it, it, yeah. it helps unless you're a super mega star. But if you're trying to build a name, I think being able to speak English, being able to go on Twitter and, and and go back and forth yeah. in English. I mean, that's big. So I think that's an improvement. But that's the, the, the two examples you just used, I mean, again, they, 
they didn't speak the greatest English, but they racked up a hell of a lot of wins. So but that's what I'm saying. They were yeah. freak show. I mean, if Ale- Alexa Grasso was doing, you know, switch kick knockouts and, and stuff like that, no one would care if she even had a mouth, you know, it's just, it, it's just when you're, when you're kind of just doing your job professionally, picking up wins, uh, it, it, being able to speak English and being able to get your message across, I think is huge, but that's big jumping back to Barber. You know, my only thing is that she's young. She's only 22 years old. She's got two losses in a row. Now I feel like it is a little bit of a crossing point right now in her career. As far as, uh, you know, you're only 22 years old. You've lost two in a row. Do you, where do you go from here? You know, do you, are you, are you going to be a world champion or are you kind of getting used to losses? And I don't think she's getting used to losses, but you know, I think that that's something that can happen, especially someone so, so young. I mean, she can, you know, I, I don't know what other options in life she has right now at 22, but um, it, it, I think that she needs to win her next fight. If the UFC uh, does her dirty and gives her, you know, uh, Joanna or something crazy like that, then, then no, you know, they, they can, they, they're not going to, but you know what I'm saying? Some killer from China or something comes in. That's just, you know, on the wiping people out on the other side of the planet and they give it to her. Something like that would be doing dirty because she needs to get a win at her age uh, in order for her to, to keep developing. And I, I, think no, just- I don't see her getting dropped only, only because uh, the way Dana White spoke about her again, I mean, she lost and he was still high on her. Just because of her attitude and her, you know, her willingness. I mean, we saw it at the end, like as the third round. If that was a five round fight, I wouldn't be. It would have probably been a split decision, and and it would have been like a you know a coin toss. You know what I mean? Like again, she just it, it really did show she just needed some. She just needed to get this one out of her system. I'm pr- I, I, I'm pretty sure she wins her next fight. I agree with with that, and I think she does too. I just we you know in the last two years we've seen Dana White release Sage Northcutt and and Paige Van Zant, so it's not like he's not afraid to 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 just go, hey, I'm I'm out on the game that you know I was tr- I was trying to work and you know with the young kids and bringing them in. I mean, realistically, I mean, you know, Macy Barber it, for, throughout the whole history of MMA wouldn't really even be in UFC right now. She'd still be building up her name and, and stuff on the on the smaller. Uh, circuit but i think she will get a win i don't think that the ufc i think the ufc wants her to get a win so uh, i think that they'll feed her somebody that that she beats you know nine out of ten times barring some kind of fluke but um big win for grasso uh really interested to see what they do with her next brings us to the main event uh this one went my way kind of the way i was saw the fight going uh ended uh earlier uh than i than i expected uh but uh God damn! Well, it lasted for two rounds and thirty-five seconds. It was uh, it was an entertaining fight. Yeah, uh, I mean, I imagine, imagine you were jumping out of your seat when Burns dropped him early on. Uh, seemed like uh, seemed like he had a chance that he kind of let slip away a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he uh, admitted it. I mean, uh, think about Burns. You know, he's he's uh, he competes in almost you know like he, if he's not doing MMA, he's always doing grappling competition so it's not like he doesn't know what it was like to lose but obviously to get that close and and then still lose especially with all the personal stuff involved because him and Usman had history um emotional loss for him but he admitted in the post-fight interview that uh he did get overly excited so maybe he had I know Rogan said he he felt he thought he might have had an adrenaline dump which probably could be the case just because you know of what we saw happen I mean, um, 
they noted like how his mouth was open in between rounds, rounds two and three, I think it was. But um, in the beginning, yeah, it looked like uh, you know what's funny is Usman admitted that um, that's a punch that when they trained together, that was always a punch that he could he got caught with too when they when they were used to spar each other. So it's like one of those moves that like like remember how we were talking about how they know each other and there's things that that people in the gym know about. So apparently that was one of those things. Um, so Usman, even he said it didn't, it was, it was more off balancing than, than painful. I mean, he actually looked fine afterwards. We saw, you know, how he looked afterwards, but now, you know, with the 13 title defenses, you know, uh, now that he's, uh, he's definitely one of the, the, the better standing welterweights in welterweight UFC history. Um, it looks like, unfortunately, uh, we, we have to see him in Masvidal. It's not unfortunate, but I mean, I kind of get why it should happen. But I mean that that seems to be the fight that that's going to be coming down the, the pipe for us, uh, you know, later in the summer probably. Yeah, I, I you know, um, I, I yeah, first of all with Burns, <clears throat> I thought after Burns dropped him, I thought he kind of ended up getting in a. It, it was shortly after Burns dropped Usman, where Burns was on his back in the, on the <clears throat> in the mat, you know, trying to kick his knees out and you know and trying to suck him into his garden. I thought that allowed Usman to recover mm. uh, at a time when you, you had him at least off a little bit, whether, you know, I don't know how bad he was hurt, but <laughs> he was, he, something was up, you know, you hit him, you dropped him. And, and I thought that it, it became kind of a little too gamesman at that point. I felt like, you know, Burns should have got up off his back immediately and, and tried to pressure. I don't think the results would have changed. Uh, what we saw with Usman was, World class level stuff, uh, mm-hmm. jab his strikes, the patience, yeah. the way he was kind of able to lose the first round, <laughs> dissect his opponent, and then come out and really, basically have a flawless victory after after he was dropped. I mean, after, from that point on, it was it was laser jabs, laser you know right hands, and uh, you know I mean just switching switching hands, switching jabs, just just fought fought tremendous. Um, as far as his next fight goes, yeah, I, I didn't want to see the Masvidal ball fight, you know, a week after the last one. I certainly don't want to see it now. I, I guess this is where I kind of, you know, and I'm biased because I'm a Wonder Boy fan, but I feel like, is there not a reward for fighting? You know, <laughs> like, that's my thing. You know, Wonder Boy fights Luke K and, and, and Neil, a couple of the, the younger prospects, dudes who really he didn't, shouldn't have even been fighting, guys who, if he loses to, basically ends his career. And he, and he goes out there and he's knocking off these young contenders. And I just feel like that there should be some kind of reward. I mean, he's the only, like, super active – or not super active. I mean, and that, two, two that'd fights. be a nice fight, too. That'd be a nice fight to see him and uh... – Wonder Boy, Usman and Wonder Boy. I wouldn't mind seeing that. No, I think uh, I think style wise, I think it, it definitely adds it adds a different dimension to what fun. Yeah. Usman fight. You know, um, and I just, I mean, if you look at the other guys, I mean, Covington hasn't fought right. He, no, he well, he beat Woodley. Um, you know, but he's only got the one fight since the. I don't know. I, I I'd ra- I'd much rather see Wonder Boy or Covington than than Masvidal at this point. Uh, I, I think you could give Masvidal as much of a training camp as you want, and I think uh, you know Usman's going to forty nine, forty six, and basically well, the, ten out of ten times. But that was the, that was the whole thing with that fight. So like, you have two sides of it. I know Usman when he made his call out at the post fight press conference and in the cage, he was he talked about how Masvidal had the ready made excuse because it was short notice when they fought. But um, on the on the flip side is that 
It's like you didn't finish a short notice guy. You know, he took you to the end. So it's like that's one of the reasons why I'm like, I don't mind it so much if they do do it. But, you know, you got to remember who runs the show there. It's an enter- entertainment, you know, what endeavor they they want they want the uh, if it's if it's if it's hype then they want the hype. So I'm not. I'm, that's why we're gonna get. We already know we're getting Poirier McGregor three in the summer, and uh, this is probably something we're also gonna get. I wouldn't be surprised if they they try to do a, another stack card like with the one we're getting with the next pay per view with the three title fights on it. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that with McGregor on a Ficard. I don't think he'll allow it to happen. But, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I just It's just not a fight that – I I feel like the UFC's done a terrible job. We've talked about it from – a terrible job with Masvidal since he got his big wins. I mean, if he loses again to Usman, then where's he at? Do, you, do people really want to see him fight McGregor and fight Diaz? I mean, I guess at that point he's in the Diaz part of his career, and he's just fighting Nate Diaz every other weekend. But I just yeah. don't – I don't. I, I feel like they've dropped the ball so much. I, I understand they probably want him to try to get a world title because then they can really promote the hell out of him. But I just don't see why, unless at this point you just want to use his name value to 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 give Usman that final push to superstardom. Um, but I just don't see. I don't see what the UFC gains by it all that much. I, it just. It seems like it's a, it's a loss if everything goes as planned and, and Masvidal loses a decision. I just, I, it seems like it just kills any momentum that he had. And I feel like the UFC has already killed his momentum. The fact they weren't doing him versus McGregor, you know, instead of Cowboy last January tells me kind of all I need to know about what, what the, you know, the protection of certain fighters and stuff. It just seems like that's where the fight should have happened. But, you know, huge win for Usman. Uh, have it always been. I mean, Gaethje <laughs> McGregor should have happened in, what was it, July of 2019? Well, that's, what I, that's to... what I mean. Like and now certain... we now we know how that kind. Of, if if the leg kicks were such a factor with Poirier, now we know how that kind of would have went. You know what I mean? If it was Gaethje McGregor, Gaethje would have kicked his legs out, you know, off his body. Mm-hmm. But you know, the I'm sure the the UFC would rather have had Masvidal or Gaethje almost expose McGregor than Poirier. I mean, mm-hmm. Poirier is great, but he's not the. You know, I think in the UFC when you talk about an entertainment business, Masvidal wrecking. Uh, McGregor would have been uh, something that they would they could have you know Masvidal would be on the well, you know, the milk it yeah forever he, yeah. he'd be uh, you'd go to the gas station you'd see Masvidal's picture on a, a monster can or something yeah. like that, you know so I don't know but uh, huge win uh, I, the Wonder Boy is the fight that I'd like to see stylistically uh, and it makes me you know it, it would kind of be the final thing okay well Usman's cleared out the division I mean starting to have rematches now um, it, it doesn't yeah do well, that's good. That's uh, I mean, it's hard to argue against that because I mean, when you think about it, he's already, you know, he he's he's got the wins over uh, uh over everyone else that, right? Let me just he's got uh, wins over yeah. Masvidal. He beat everybody. He's, everybody he's supposed to be. Woodley, RDA, Maya. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody else in the division. Yeah. You know, at least high ranked in the division that. And I just think that that you know. I know they're trying to 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 do uh. I mean, he's still sick, but because Kamzat is kind of like, you know, the, the new hype that they're trying to do, but he's still sick, so you can't do anything with him. Leon Edwards, he fought and beat already in 2015. So, like you said, it's it's really uh, – that would be uh, – yeah, Wonder Boy seems to make a lot of sense. 
you know, if he beats Wonder Boy, then he can go do whatever the heck he wants. And yeah. I won't say, you know, you can't really criticize him. The dude's cleaned out his division. If he wants to go have a super fight at, at against anybody, if he wants to go box freaking Canelo at that point, I don't give a crap. You know, mm-hmm. if, as long as you clean out your division, but um, especially Wonder Boy getting up there in age, I feel like that's the one fight um, that that would be kind of cool to see right now and, and makes sense. And, uh, uh, you know, I, just it's a fight that I want to see. I, I'm not interested in Leon Edwards, Usman. Uh, Colby interests me just because their first fight was a war. And um, I'm curious. And then we saw how Covington did against Woodley. So I'm wondering if he is actually able to improve himself. Uh, and not that Masvidal can't improve, but we're talking about a dude with what approaching 50 fights now been fighting for a long, long time, you know, Well, and he hasn't been shy about what he, how he wants to close out his career uh-huh. and when he wants to end it. So, I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to get the fights that pay out the most. It's, it's what he should do, especially when you look at, and you know, if you get into you, if you get into fighter pay, then you, you know, you can't, you can't really blame them, especially now if they can still pull off, you know, a million, two million dollar, you know, paydays with whatever under the table deals they get. Additionally, I'm not going to fault him. I mean, we 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 do get, you know, we do uh, we only do get fighters for a minute when you look at the the grandscape of the sport. The way that we're seeing guards change these days. Yep, it uh, you strike while it's hot. That's why. That's why mm-hmm. you know, some of these fights I like to see happen, and why I'm wondering so why some have not happened. But uh, you know, I just I I just wait for this pandemic to kind of get over. I I, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of guys that we just haven't. Uh, you know, I feel like the roster has just been shrunk down. You know, I, I feel like we're just I don't know, and maybe I'm delusional. Maybe there's not that many other guys, but I just feel like we're starting to get to the points where we're seeing rematches after rematch after rematch. Then obviously, uh, some of the international yeah. stuff is being yeah. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe towards the end of the year when uh, things get better, things seem to be getting you better. Know, when we can start having crowds, when people yeah. can free travel from country to country again, uh, stuff like that is obviously going to. I mean, if, especially for Bellator, uh, Bellator is 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 hand, you know is got the hands kind of tied right now because a lot of their international fighters are. It's not as easy for them. They don't have the private jets that you know, or they do. I'm sure we're talking billion dollar companies, but mm-hmm. uh, not as maybe as easily accessible as Dana White personal jet. You know, flying to go pick somebody up. But uh, you know, fun event. Uh, there is an event this weekend. We're not going to break it down. Uh, but uh, Lewis Blades uh, expect Blades to maul uh, from start to finish. Um, and you know, again, the only comment I have on that card is, "God damn it, how do we not have Olianek versus uh, Arlovsky? They, they got these guys fighting mm-hmm. other guys. Like, you know, that's the one thing Bellator would have done. Bellator would have done Arlovsky Olianek. Uh, kind of would have been Ukrainian versus Russian. Uh, too old school. Hey, dude. we might still get it. We might still. I'm shocked we haven't. I'm yeah. shocked we haven't. No, I'm saying like we might get it that night. Because oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's this weekend on ESPN Plus. Uh, like I said, we're not going to break that down. There'd be plenty of other podcasts and other sites you can check that out. But until next week, uh, we're like looking this at one. there. You go. Uh, AllAccessMMA.com, uh, where you can find our podcast. We do look to have a guest next week. Uh, Tentatively well, don't, scheduled. Don't go spoiling it and mention no, not, it. Not going to spoil it. <laughs> spoil any names, but uh, one of our uh, one of our alumni from the show that's that's starting to to make some moves. So hopefully, hopefully. that hopefully that all works out uh, next uh, Tuesday. Until then, again, check us out at allaccessmma.com. You can follow me at mmahawk twenty one on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Ed at Carbazal on Twitter. 
Carbeerzal on Instagram and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Ed, until next week, uh, best of luck trying to figure out ESPN Plus fight this week. And uh, either that yeah. or enjoy your beers. One I'll of the two is happening. <laughs> <laughs>